throw will stay on his feet. Some nifty moves. How about this run from Granger? He'll have a first down at the sixth occurrence. Quick shot left side. There's Malachi Coyne. First guy misses. Second guy misses. Across the 50. Flag in the play. He's free. Bye-bye. Malachi Coyne. Up to the races as they set up for the break. 94 yards and a cloud of dust for Western Kentucky. State team that won 12 games a year ago. Got the Mountain West Championship game. Chance to get off the bat. No season. A conference opener. But it's Genty who slips the tackle. Runs up field. Aston Genty. Touchdown. Wolfhawk first down to 10. Looking for that end zone. He's got Harvey. And that's a catch for a touchdown. Old Dominion breaks the ice. With 7.05 to go here in the fourth, it's Javon Harvey holds in touchdown number two on the year. The G5 Hive. All G5, all the time. Welcome to episode 13 of the G5 Hive, where we aim to bring you all the honey from week 12 in college football. What's going on, Luke? How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. You know, I'm... Uh... You know, things are a little bit off. It's a Tuesday night. Here we are, usually on a Monday. Yeah, um, yeah it's all my and, fault. At an early early doctor appointment this morning. And then uh, other other podcasts I have are normally on Thursday, so I have to change that up. So this is kind of just a weird a weird, weird week. week of just trying to fit things in when you when we can and try to get it all done before Thanksgiving, so it can spend you know. Time just enjoying, you know, football all weekend. How about yeah. you? How are you doing? Uh, I, you know, I'm still kind of trying to catch up. But I was out of town up until yesterday. Came back last night and had doctor appointments this morning. And just trying to catch up with uh, everything going on. Trying to get my lineup set for uh, the leagues. I'm in the championship games. And, yeah, just kind of. Trying to catch up NFL fantasy, all that, all, all that stuff in, in one day. Been a little bit of hectic today. I just can't believe that, like, this is it. Yeah. Spent so much time preparing <laughs> for this season and it's done after this week. No more setting lineups. I mean, you still got the NFL side, but the NFL side's almost done too. We're what, week 12 on the NFL side? Yeah, so, so we got what five, six more weeks, five more weeks. Well, probably six, depending if you go into week because there's seven. There's seventeen weeks now. Yeah, there's seven. Or there's eighteen. So then you seventeen, got, I think. So then you got five, unless you are crazy and you play into week the last week. So yeah, it uh. Oh no, eighteen. 18. 18. So, so you got six weeks and then seven if you are crazy and play into week 18. So, which for uh, oddly enough, I'm doing a lot better in my NFL leagues this year than college. But uh, it's kind of been a weird year. I think uh, overall, have your college scores been lower this year than in previous years? Uh, I'd say pretty much on par. I'd say in, I'm saying in non-best ball. 
I'd say I feel like they're pretty much on par. It's like, I feel like all of my leagues, it's like the scores just seem lower. Because you kind of have like that mental threshold. You're like, hey, if I score above this many points, like I got a pretty good chance of winning. Like that, those like never even got hit in my league of like, oh, now this threshold seems smaller. And it was by like 10 to 20 points. So I was like, oh, I wonder if this has anything to do with you know, the game clock and right. if this is something going forward. So, I don't know, just something, a mental note. I'm just kind of sticking back on behind my head. Plus, you know, had a lot of guys that maybe just didn't do as well as I thought, like Jordan Curley for SMU. Gobbled him up in a couple of spots thinking that that would hit. That didn't. Just, you know, some of that's on me, too, of just, you know, picking the wrong guy. So. Yeah, I, I certainly uh, started the wrong guy in a couple of uh, leagues last week that cost me uh, cost me shots at championships. But you know, live and learn, right? I mean, it's 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 funny that there's a league. There's one league I'm in where the last two teams that got in are in the championship game. But that's just kind of that's just kind of how it works sometimes, right? I mean, and it's hard. Like if you have those power five teams, or if you have the power five SEC, you're like, okay, my you know, is my guy going to play the entire game? Yeah. Or you know, you've got a G five team that's like, okay, are they even going to put up a lot of points because they're playing against you know, ta- more talented? guys as a whole so the this week 12 is always that scary week and then if you you know got lucky enough to get a buy that week and then you have guys that are playing g5 guys it's kind of like oh crap i just hope hope i play the right ones yeah yeah i mean uh fancy football can be a cruel mistress right it, uh, oh yes no, no matter which you know fantasy sports i think in general because when it comes to the playoffs, it's you know, it doesn't matter that you were undefeated in the highest scorer in the league. It that doesn't that doesn't mean anything at that point. Like, you know, anything can happen any given week, and and there's there's so much luck. I feel like um, like you can prepare and, and prepare your roster to minimize luck, but there's still there's still luck involved in fantasy football, no matter you know what you do. So you gotta, you gotta have some luck to win some championships. I mean, obviously, yes. you know, if you, if you have a good team, you have a good team that helps, but you still gotta have some luck. I also feel like in, so this is my third year of playing C2C leagues. Uh, I, I'm not in any dynasty CFF or redraft CFF, but uh, I feel like this year, Usually my my teams are pretty healthy. This year, I feel like my IR bench was just <laughs> huge, and I think that played oh, yeah. into uh, a lot of you know what didn't go right for my team this year. So, yep. like you said, yep. a lot of luck. Yep, I had a lot of teams that were on fire, and then Jainty went down, and Darius Taylor, and Braylon Allen, and yeah, yep. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, our news and notes for what the Swarm needs to know from Week 12. Do you want to take the first one there? Sure. Uh, 
Ashton Genty back uh, on the field. I haven't I haven't got to talk to my source over there yet this week, but uh, I was told was it Tuesday he's going to be out. Then like Wednesday or Thursday it was, hey he's going to play, but it's going to be limited. Well, then he ended up like carrying it for the exact same amount of as George, but. When you break it, I didn't get to watch the game, but like when you break it down play by play, um, he wasn't getting the run until late. So I kind of want to get more of the context behind it um, and just figure out like kind of what happened. So I'm going to try to get that information this week, if at all possible. And yeah, they play Air Force this week. Big game, so, big game this week because they have they have a chance big to game still play and, for and, the, the Mountain West Championship and one of the better rush defenses in the country too. So something we'll have to give there. Um, former Oregon State wide receiver who went to the JUCO uh, wide receiver Zariah Beeson has committed to Troy. Uh, so that's someone to kind of maybe keep on your radar for next year. Um. I don't know if Gunnar Watson has a year left or not. Um, they but they do have Will uh, Goose Crowder, who transferred there this past season or this past summer from uh, West Virginia. Um, so I don't I don't think uh, it'll be too much of a de- big deal if if Gunnar Watson's out of eligibility. Um, Christian Christian Lewis will still be there. Um. But, you know, someone to kind of keep an eye on at, at Troy as we move into uh, next season. Um, some injuries. Uh, quarterback JT Daniels of Rice set out again. Um, nothing new um, that I've seen on him. Um, it was a concussion. Um, now, this is, I think, week going into week three. Maybe week four. Yeah, I think. Four. But, I think, yeah, I think it'll be week four, I believe. So, you know, hopefully he can clear and play. Um, I'm pretty sure he is out, out, out of eligibility after this year. So you'd like to see him get one more game before his uh, football career comes to an end. Uh, Tyrion Stewart, uh, he did not play tonight. They've already played their game uh, for Bowling Green, but he did sit out again. Um, Teron Keith was the starter there. So Gunnar Watson came in in 2018. He uh, I don't see it doesn't say the games. Well, if he was in 2018, he has to be done unless he has a medical red shirt. Because you could only have one regular red shirt plus the free COVID year. So um, that would be 19. So let's say 18 was a red shirt. He played 19. That counts. 21 counts, 22 counts, 23 counts. So um, he should be done unless he has a medical red shirt. Yeah, which twenty eighteen he had he was eight of twelve, twenty nineteen, thirteen and twenty-two. So maybe I mean probably you'd assume that first year is a, a red shirt and right. then maybe the other one could be because everything else are our numbers are, are high. Um yeah, so, so unless unless he has a medical redshirt year, he should be out of eligibility. Yep. 
Um, Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall. Looks like he's probably done for the season. Still in concussion protocol. Yep. Um, Ethan Basco also did not play this past week because he was knocked up. Um, and Jarrett Guest got the start. Uh, no word on who will start for them this week against JMU. And it's a big, big game. game, though. Yeah. Big game for them to win, potentially win the uh, Sunbelt East because JMU is not eligible. Um, let's see. Temple wide receiver John Adams uh, is having surgery for a broken leg. No bueno. Uh, anytime you have surgery um, for a leg, um, I had a broken ankle or it's like down, but everything. You know, it's just a cast and set it, and that took like a year and a couple months to like get back to normal. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, granted, you know, when you're in college, you have time to, you know, rehabilitate a little bit more and and whatnot than you know the average Joe. But it definitely zaps a lot of that explosion and uh, tough to come back from. Looks like uh, Brendan Lewis is going to start this week for Nevada. The um, the other quarterback whose name is Caseman, I think, is injured, right? Yes. Yep. Um, and then Lagasse. Utah State man Lagasse got hurt. McKay Hillstead yep. came in and got hurt. Um, and then so Levi Williams kind of finished out the game for him. Um, no word yeah. who's going to start for him this week. Yeah, no word, and, you know, wide receivers are kind of what you want there. And, uh, Levi and, Williams uh, isn't, the, isn't the best passer. Yeah, yeah, so that is going to be rough. That is going to be and rough. It is, and sure. it's a Friday game, 3.30 Friday. So, uh, yeah, I think if um, – At least Levi you'll know Williams, soon. Yeah, if Levi Williams is starting, then I'm, I'm probably – Sitting Mike Terrell Vaughn and Jalen Royals shares, I think. Yep. Don't feel great about it, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, if I have, I have other options, I'm going to go with them if Levi Williams is starting. Um, see, Mikey Keene played um, the last so, few series this past week. Yeah, so he's supposed to be ready to go this week. Um, I believe he was out for a concussion. Yep. Yep. For maybe one game and then came back. Or was he out a game and then this was what? But yeah, he played the last two series uh, and led one drive to a field goal. And they, they end up losing 25 17, but it was like uh, New Mexico, who's three and seven at the time, they score a touchdown to go up 25 to 14. And then that's when. Mikey Keene comes in and Mikey Keene leads. I can't remember how, how long the drive was, but then it was a punt and then it was like a 16 play field goal. So it's like kind of waited too long to bring him in, but like if he could play, why didn't he come in sooner? Cause it was a lot of three and outs for Fresno state. Yeah. So. Uh, Sam Houston State wide receiver Noah Smith was injured and did not play on the final drive of the game. No word on what the injury is. So 
if you got him going in a uh, in a championship this week, you kind of want to pay attention to see if, you know if he's good to go or not. And then uh, the starting quarterback and running back for Air Force sat out this past week, uh, Zach Larrier and Emmanuel Michelle. Um, so if you know, if by some reason you're hoping to be able to start either one of them this week, you definitely need to pay attention to uh, the Air Force Boise State game to see if either one of them are going to be able to go. Michelle's now been out for, I don't know, it feels like three weeks or so. Yeah, about a month. Um, some game recaps from the games we talked about on the show last week. Uh, the first one, Boise State, Utah State, the over-under of 64.5, and uh, that wasn't much of a game. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the game, but my assumption is when they lost um, Lagasse and then Hillstead went out, it's just not the same offense, and so they they didn't they didn't play too well. Utah State, anyway. Yeah, so Boise put on thirty one points in the second quarter, and that's what really um, did it for for Boise. So Boise goes up like thirty one ten going into halftime, and really uh, put it away, I guess. So, yeah, Lagasse had a had a touchdown there in the first quarter, and then second quarter on was all Boise. And then Halani went for close to 200. It was like one, 178 or something and two touchdowns. Just yeah, uh, 178 looked, like, looked like uh, vintage George Halani. Um, and then UNLV Air Force, uh, they were both five and one in the conference and, uh, UNLV won 31 to 27. So that's got to put them in the driver's seat for the, um, Mountain for West. the, uh, Mountain West championship, right? Yep. So yeah, they're six and one. And then, uh, got a big game this week with, uh, what was it? Boise State. And Air Force, and both of those teams are five and two. So, uh, don't don't believe. Yeah, nobody else. Nobody else there. Uh, San Jose State is also five and two. I don't know how that tiebreaker works out because San Jose State beat Boise State. I think earlier in the year um so you need oh, san jose state to lose i believe um, uh no boise state won okay boise state won so san jose state's done they lost to both air force and boise state okay so well i guess they're this? not done i guess they're not done well no they are because they're playing each other so one of them's got to win right yeah yeah or <laughs> yeah not unlike NFL, there's got to be a winner. So, yeah, winner plays UNLV. So, yeah, the winner of Boise State Air Force will play UNLV. That's right. And where's that conference championship? I'm not sure. It's Boise? in Las Vegas. Vegas. They, they play it at Vegas. So, it's going to be a home game for UNLV. Well, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So. 
Um, one game that I did get to watch the entire game, and uh, let me tell you, it was brutal. It was a brutal display of football, um, and that was Old Dominion versus Georgia Southern. Had an over-under of 16-and-a-half, uh, but they only combined for 37 points. It was it was bad football, man. It was bad. Like, the, both offenses were, were bad. Um, Old Dominion managed to squeak it out. Which, which is awesome because that means uh, the game this week means something in terms of them getting to bowl eligibility. Yeah, playing for a bowl. Um, for their last home game, so that's cool. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was it was bad football on both sides on offense. Old Dominion and Georgia Southern, they both just looked like – it looked terrible. I mean, going um, bowling then, with the new head coach is, is a big deal, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a new OC for ODU, not a new head coach. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Now, but it would it would mean um, two of Ricky Ronnie's first three years, they went to a bowl game, which was pretty good. Because um, two years ago they went to the the Myrtle Beach Bowl and lost to Tulsa. Last year they didn't make a bowl game, um, so if they could make it again, not bad considering uh, they were picked to finish last in the Sun Belt East. So, and then the big upset of the week, App State yes. beat JMU. I did I did catch I, I did catch some of that game. Um, App State's just. You know, one of those teams that you can, I feel like you can never discount, right? Even if they're having a down year, um, they're always competitive. Uh, they're going to give you a good game. They uh, definitely had a chip on their shoulder, I think, right? And wanted to prove prove something to JMU. I think JMU probably took them a little lighter than they should have. Um, and, you know, ESPN game day was there and uh, App State took it to them. So, I mean, listen, so I think this is, you know, football's an odd game. It's an odd-shaped ball, bounces different ways. But but listen to App State's losses. At North Carolina, 40-34. to 34. I mean, not too bad. At Wyoming, Laramie, hard place to play. They lose 22-19. to 19. Right there within a field goal. Then you play at home against Coastal Carolina. You lose by a field goal, 27-24. Then you lose at Old Dominion, 28-27. Do you recall anything from that game? Like, was it sloppy? Did they deserve to win that game? Um, No, not really. I mean, Old Dominion outplayed them, but they had a chance to win. So, like, those are their four losses. You know, maybe a ball bounces a different way here or there. Uh, I, I like what App State has because they have a new head coach. They had yes. theirs uh, stolen. So, yeah, I, I like what they're doing here. And uh, Joey Aguilar, a name a name to, to tuck away for next year if uh, if you do not have him on your team. He's a junior, so he's got a couple years. I, I don't know about uh, other 
other years, but he is a junior. So you at least have one more, one year. more year and maybe two with the COVID. Potentially, yeah. Um, and then we go to Maction. Uh, we were talking before the show that just Maction just isn't it, man. Uh, but we talked about the Western Michigan Northern Illinois game. Um, had an over under 55 and a half. And they scored a total of whopping 24 points. Um, if was, I remember right, it was 24 to nothing. Like it was, yeah, all... I mean, that sounds probably right. Antari, like the only player that did anything in the game was Ontario Brown. Um, and Ontario Brown did get, did get nicked up in the game. Um, but they did say that, um, they, the game was out of hand, so he just didn't come back in. Um, but he, you know, if, if they needed him, he could have played. So, you know, I, I look for him to play again this week based on that news. Yeah, 20, 24 nothing. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it hasn't been fun to watch any Mac games no, really this no, year. No, um, just has back to back years. Um, pretty much since Sky Moore left Western, that was the last year that the Mac was the Mac I feel like. Um, Curtis Rorick, Ohio, just haven't haven't panned out. And yes, like I said, just hasn't been fun. Sunbelt and American are uh, moving up my depth charts. On, I tell you, uh, one Mac player though that's like been on fire like the last couple weeks, and it's a tight end. It's Harold Fannin oh. Jr. Yep. He well, has, how's he doing? He has, how did how did he do tonight? I think he had um, like eight or nine catches for just a shade under a hundred yards. I mean, um, he was a like name that. that we've highlighted on the tight end show early, early and often in this podcast. So hopefully, you know, you guys were listening, watching and uh, picked him up. Let's see. He eight catches for 99 yards. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, Jalen Buckley went over 1,000 yards tonight for uh, Western Michigan. He had uh, 85 yards rushing and one touchdown and two catches for 15 yards. That's a, a good good job by a, you know, a freshman. Granted, he's getting a lot of volume, but volume is king. Yeah, I think he's the second guy to go over 1,000. I think Makai Hughes. At Tulane, did it first. If I'm not mistaken. So, uh, moving on to the American last week, um, South Florida versus uh, UTSA over under of 60 and seven and a half. And it hit, um, they went over 70, but most of that was UTSA. You know, Frank Harris just went freaking absolute bonkers. Um, South Florida, man, I just I, I wonder what's gonna go on in their offseason. So I really hope so Byron Brown, if you've had him, uh while he is like the number five fantasy quarterback, it hasn't been necessarily a fun ride to be on uh, on the way there. He's a freshman, so hopefully uh they stick with him. He doesn't pass it incredibly well, but he runs the ball pretty well. 
And in that in that system, you know, they definitely like to run the ball. And Naquan Wright has had a pretty solid season. But yeah, the Byron Brown roller coaster has not been fun. And also just watching USF. It's like, hey, I'd love to have you on my team, but he it's gotten to the point where it's like, I don't want to watch the game. And I don't want to look until it's <laughs> over. Because when you look at halftime, it's like 10 points. And then you look at the end of the game, and it's like, all right, he had 30. It's like, okay, thank God. It's, it it just has not been a fun ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, what's going to happen in the offseason there at quarterback. Um, because while, while Byron Brown has been, you know, barely good from a fantasy standpoint, from a wins and losses standpoint, South Florida hadn't done very well. And so um, I'm just curious to see, like, if it'll be a battle between Brown and Israel Carter or if one of them decides to transfer in the offseason. I'm, I'm hoping that Brown stays. Um, and they just work on getting, you know, new head coach, getting your guys in to run your system. And maybe it just runs a well, little bit smoother. Israel Carter, though. Israel Carter is their guy, right? Well, I meant like more so like linemen, things like oh, that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we shall see. And then yeah, Frank Harris other, lit it up. The other uh, American game was also an over uh, SMU versus Memphis over under was 66 and a half and they combined to hit 72. Um, I did not get to watch this game, but comments I saw were just like the, how, you know, we talked about Blake Watson the week before, right? Where the coach was kind of over his fumbling. Um, and he did play Blake Watson, but he didn't play Blake Watson as much as he should have. Um, and people were upset by that. Um, yeah. I mean, Blake Watson's kind of the reason why they're in a lot of games, right? He's he's definitely their best playmaker on offense. Um, and he still did okay from a fantasy perspective. I think he had 85 yards and, and a touchdown rushing. I'm not sure what he did receiving. But I think, you know, he ended up, you know, somewhere around the 15, 18 points. So, right? so he had three receptions for 31 yards, and he had 10 carries for 41 yards. There you go. So eighty total, and, and a touchdown on the touchdown on the ground, nothing in the air. So well, the the fans were upset about his usage. Felt he should have been used more. But as we said last week, the coach kind of kind of foretold that's what was going to happen, right? Um, because of his uh, his fumbling issues. And Blankumsee and Rock Taylor with another big game, uh, just. Just grooving Seth Hennigan, uh, Jr. Uh, he's got the 2021, 2022, 2023. He'll be a senior next year, so you get another another year out of him. So you are going to want a piece of this offense next year. The um, While we're talking about the American, looks like that championship game is going to come down to um, – SMU against the Tulane and uh, UTSA winner. Yep. 
That's assuming SMU beats Navy, which they should. Um, so then UTSA Tulane play this week, and the winner would winner uh, should be in the uh, American Championship. I don't know. I mean, uh, Navy did hold uh, ECU to zero points this weekend. So, you know, that <laughs> vaunted uh, ECU yeah. offense. <laughs> uh, ECU is pretty, pretty terrible on offense anyway. Um, and then G5 over P5. It was This was a game that we, we talked about last week that we were thought, well, hey, if, if Pavia plays, <laughs> if Pavia is going to play, we thought they were going to sit him, right, because he was kind of banged up. Um and uh, we, we figured, well, they'll, they'll probably just set him. And uh, not only did they win, they, 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 they smoked Auburn. I mean, like, it wasn't even a game, right? I mean. $1.8 million to come, to come smack up Auburn. And, you know, I saw things on Twitter of, like, here's, you know, what the – pretty much the film rooms look like or, you know, the lounge areas, this and that. But Auburn plays Alabama this week. Do you think they were really worried about New Mexico State? Probably not. They were probably trying to scheme and get everything ready for Alabama and just hope, hopefully out-athlete New Mexico State. Didn't turn out that way, um, nope. but I bet you that's what happened. Certainly part of the story, right? Certainly part of the story. But Pavia, I mean, he's a legend. He is a yes. legend. And like you said, kudos to New Mexico State getting the win and the payday. It's always sweet and when you can do that. Win, payday, and I think they got one vote in the uh, top 25. So, hey, one vote. Hey, it's more than none, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the top 25, so Tulane is at number 18. Um, James Madison, with their loss, drops down to number 24. Liberty moves up to 22. And Toledo cracks the top 25 at number 23. And then, uh, yeah, if you kind of keep going a little bit further, uh, uh, UNLV is twenty. Oh, is that Utah State at twenty six? That doesn't make sense. No, it was, they... no, it was Utah. It was Utah. Yeah, so... my mistake on that one. UNLV <laughs> at twenty eight. Um, SMU at twenty nine. Fresno State would be at thirty three. New Mexico State would be at thirty four, and Miami of Ohio, with one vote, comes in at thirty six. So, uh, Amos out of uh, Miami of Ohio, another name. If uh, if he's not rostered in your dynasty leagues, I think a, a solid name to to have on the radar. And I, I did did look at wide receivers for Memphis. Rock Taylor and Demir Blankumsey are juniors, as well as Seth Hennigan. So you lose Blake Watson. We'll see what Memphis does from a rushing standpoint, but I would say get those wide receivers for next year. Yes, indeed. Um, and moving on to our players of the week, Luke picked so I the went, man. <laughs> yeah, I went with – it was pretty easy for me. I went with Frank Harris. Uh, senior day, 
Uh, goes out with a bang, 411 passing yards, three touchdowns, 112 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the G5 Jalen Daniels, uh, 63.64 points in a six-point passing touchdown league. Uh, Frank Harris crushed it this week. He did. He absolutely did. I also went with a quarterback. I went with uh, the guy that's kind of been on fire the last couple weeks. Maybe you subtract out that South Carolina game. He wasn't terrible in that game either, but the three out of the last four weeks, uh, he's, he's been pretty solid, and that's Zion Webb for um, Jacksonville State. 106 passing yards, 122 yards rushing, and three rushing touchdowns this week in the 56-17 to win over Louisiana Tech. He's someone that I had um, I kind of picked up, I guess, towards the end of the season and some leagues that needed some quarterback help. And, he, and he's kind of – he's really come through for me, right? Like, I didn't start him against South Carolina, but but the, the rest of the weeks he's been pretty solid getting you – I mean, I think he's been 30-plus every week. And another game that wasn't on our rundown that I, I did want to just touch on was Texas State and Arkansas State. So he has a weird one. To 31. Yeah. And, and Jalen uh, Rayner didn't go nuts. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was expecting to see like 10 touchdowns from him. Like he was right. But 196 yards passing. And he had seven yards rushing. Wild. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on at Texas State, man. They, they have not looked good the last few weeks. Um, you know, I, I saw some rumors, and it's strictly rumors, that people thought, well, maybe maybe they think G.J. Kenny's going to leave already, and so they're kind of like, you know, packing it in. Um, I, I certainly haven't heard or seen anything with his name being attached to it. Um, and it seemed kind of weird for him to – you know, he just he just became a head coach in FBS. It would seem kind of weird for for him to uh, jump ship already. Yeah, the does. one thing that was interesting though is Hornsby didn't play. It was all TJ yeah. Finley. And uh, Joey Hobart came back. He played um, seven for forty three and touchdown. So. Yeah, not not bad. Um, let's see. What do uh, we have to look forward to this coming week? Uh, Eastern Michigan just got bowl eligible. They they won tonight to put them at six and All six. Right. All right. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of teams. You know, let's just kind of run down through our uh, bowl eligible teams. So you said West or Eastern Michigan. Just got, you got your, and then you got your other directional Michigan team, Central Michigan. Uh, they're looking to become bowl eligible. Northern Illinois, Old Dominion, Louisiana, Marshall, Rice, Navy, USF, um, Colorado State, and Utah State. And honestly, Colorado State is probably that name that 
you don't really think of, they were just so bad last year that yeah. they really they really are night and day different uh, this year than they were last year. Yeah, they're playing. Yeah. they're playing Hawaii this this week. But overall, uh, a lot of games to look forward to. We talked about some of them before, but we got Tulane versus UTSA. That will be a big game. Uh, our JMU versus Coastal Carolina, App State versus Georgia Southern. Um, you got the Coastal and App State with uh, conference championship aspirations. Uh, Boise State. Air Force, and uh, Jacksonville State, New Mexico State. Uh, big game there. Yeah, so I was just going to kind of run down, like, the maybe, the, maybe run down the comp. We talked about this already. but So the American, it's SMU versus Tulane UTSA winner. Um, Conference USA, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be Liberty against New, Mex- against New Mexico State. My assumption is, and maybe this is wrong, but my assumption is Jacksonville State's not eligible because they're not they're not they're not full blown FBS. So I don't think they can play in the conference championship game because um, they're still in the transition year, just like JMU. Um, so Liberty, New Mexico State, that that should be a good game. Um, I'm not sure where Conference USA plays their championship. My guess is maybe the home team, which would be at Liberty. I mean, the the higher seeded team, which would be uh, Liberty in this case, assuming they don't lose this week, um, since they're undefeated in conference. Um, but that that should be a good matchup between Liberty and Mexico State. Caden Salter against uh, Pavia. When was the last time? I gotta look this up. When was the last time that Liberty lost a conference game? Um, well, it'd be a really long time because Liberty was not in a conference. <laughs> Liberty's been a um, FBS independent the whole time they've been in FBS. So it was a trick question. You caught it. <laughs> you'd have to go back to their days of the Big South. Um, so yeah, you're probably was... talking like five years ago at least. I don't. I don't know exactly when they moved. That's up, a good but... bar. That's a good bar trivia. Like, oh, they haven't lost in five years. Uh, it looks like the MAC should end up being. Toledo versus Miami of Ohio, right? Yep. Um, I guess, did they already play Ohio? Let's see. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, it's already set. Toledo versus Miami, Ohio. Um, Let's see. Talked about the Mountain West as UNLV against the Air Air Force of Boise winner. And the Sun Belt. Well, Troy, for sure. And then um, it'll either be Coastal Carolina or App State. Um, it can't be Old Dominion. Um, well, I guess it – no. It has to be Coastal Carolina or App State. Because even if Coastal Carolina and App State both lose, and Old Dominion wins, they're tied. But Coastal Carolina beat both App State and Old Dominion. So they'll win the tiebreaker. And I, I don't think it really matters who wins. Troy's defense is out of this world. Uh, Troy, Troy probably uh, wins this one. Um, so that's kind of it for the for the conference championship games. 
there is no obviously G five versus P five this week. Uh, but we we should get plenty of that when we get to bowl season, right? Yes. I that that is one of my favorite times of the year, bowl season. Uh, people don't like watching the bowls that don't matter, but it's like, hey, you got guys, seniors, or you got guys coming in who uh, maybe you want to see what this running back looks like or wide receiver, most importantly, what a quarterback looks like, get them some playing time. Uh, that's what I love about the bowl season. And typically I've saved up enough work time off that – I'm just hanging around for two weeks, not working, and watching football. And it's on, like, during the day, yes. which is the best part. It's like <laughs> March Madness, like, all of December. Yep, yep. Yeah, I definitely look forward to it. I uh, Sometimes if, if someone starts a, a bowl fantasy league, I will join um, as, you know, as another layer of uh, – Excitement, I guess, or interest to the bowl games, kind of fun. Um, lost its luster a little bit because of all the all the folks backing out, but st- still a fun exercise. And then obviously, you know, there's plenty of bowl pick and pools around. Yeah, I love the bowl pick and pools because then that's I don't know how I feel. I gain my edge is you know knowing who's hurt, who's not hurt, coming in, you know, for the g5 teams because mainly people look at it like oh it's a g5 team i'm just gonna pick the other team because i've i've seen that name or i know who they are you know so or i know who's sitting out speaking of the g5 uh bowls um who do you suspect i mean i guess it's pretty much in between probably tulane and liberty now to represent the G5 and the New Year's Six Bowl? Um, I think it'll be Liberty. Let's see. Um, which I was trying to see if they have uh, – the college football rankings up. Well, I just had the ESPN. show not too long ago. I don't see it on ESPN though. But yeah, I I think oh, here, honestly, we here we go. Liber- here we go. I think Liberty would be the team that gets um, in. But I think Tulane would be actually a better matchup for like viewing being close. I just don't feel that Liberty would be competitive, if that makes sense. So they are the only two um, G5s that are ranked. Uh, Tulane is 23rd and Liberty is 25th in that in the college football rankings, playoff rankings. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see if uh, Tulane loses, though, and Liberty wins. It's going to be Liberty. I got it, you know going to be yep. I, I don't see how how it's not um if they both win i agree with you it's going to be too late so um big uh a big big two weeks here for both those teams right they both want, want to go two and oh 
So I got a question for you. It's not uh, it's not really G five related. It's just football related. But do you think that making a twelve team playoff will make things better for? Um, and I guess by making things better, just like making, I guess better is subjective. Do you think? Do you think going get more well, opportunity here. to G five? I mean, whether that's what you want to say is better or if you want to say, like, I feel like it makes it harder for G5 teams because, you you know, you're going to be playing up in competition multiple weeks in a row. You can't get that fluky game uh, and just, like, happen to, to make it to a national championship like Cincinnati did. Uh, like, you have to play above your weight class for a couple games in a row, which is, is hard to do. Um not saying yeah, I mean, but I'm I am curious on. I mean, obviously it's well, all about it's, the money, it, but it's also going to be more opportunity, right? Because you're gonna you're guaranteed at least what one a year, if yeah. not more. Um, whereas you know how many, you know, under the four under the four um, system, Cincinnati was the only one to ever do it. Yep, and so. Definitely more opportunity, but your so, your point is valid. It does make it harder, right? Because you can't have the the one game fluke, if you will, um, and, and make it to a championship. You're gonna have to win. Um, I guess a G five is never gonna get to buy, so that they're gonna have to win what two? Is that three three games to make it to the championship, or two win two to make it to the championship? Win two to make it to the championship. Yeah, so the third so, game would be would be the championship. I guess my next question would be, you know, not necessarily G five related, but do you think it's better for football to have a twelve team playoff versus a fourteen playoff? Um, I don't know. Probably not. I think. I mean, it's just it. I, 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 well, I mean, it just depends on what you're going for, right? I mean, if you truly want the really the best best team to win, then my answer is no. Um, but if you want madness, then yes. I think I think it is better for football because you might get some more of those recruits to stay home if that's something that they kind of care about. Like you think about why did Luther Burden go to Missouri? He could have gone anywhere. Stayed at home, right. went to Missouri. Missouri's, you know, turned it around in the SEC. You know, that's a big that's a big 12 school. No, now they're in the SEC. So I think in general, I think it it'll maybe be better because hey, I've got I don't have to go to these certain schools if I want. Right. You know, Cer- if I'm good cer- enough. We'll certainly help spread the talent around for sure. So sure. I think it'll be I think it'll be uh, good in general for for college football. So yeah, it does it, it, it does it, it does kind of introduce a little bit of a luck factor, right? Because of the more games. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, it'll be fun, right? Uh, the the more teams, the more fun. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm for it. Like I said, more opportunity for uh for the g5 so 
Yeah. And then hopefully uh, getting to see some of these kids who are going pro uh, to not sit out like, hey, you know, your top 12 team, you've made the playoff. You're not going to sit out as opposed to, you know, like Caleb Williams is going to sit out whatever bowl USC goes to. Right. Like, there's no way. So it would be fun to watch, you know, some of these talented kids, you know, continue and play in the bowl season. But anyways, that's my two cents with uh, college football in general. So uh, we'll be back next week, bringing you all of the final week in G5 college football week 13. Um, I'm sure we'll probably have also potentially have some uh, transfer portal news, right? With the regular season ending, more people going to the portal. We'll be able to talk about who's bowl eligible. Maybe, uh, maybe we can preview the, uh, the G5 championship games coming up. Um, all that and more next week. Hey, you guys are our uh, consumers. What do you want to hear in the offseason? We got the, the season winding down. Uh, we can talk about some bowl games. We can talk, you know, but we can make whatever we want to talk about. But, you know, you guys are the ones listening and consuming. What do you guys want? Add us on Twitter at the G55. Slide into our DMs. We do not have the nice, fancy blue check mark, so you don't need a request. You can just uh, DM us and and – We'd love to hear what you got to say. Yep. And uh, if you if you don't already, please rate, review, subscribe, like, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at G5Hive. You can find me on Twitter at Justice underscore 2318. You can find me at Probasco Luke. And uh, with that, we'll see you. Next week. Be up, go. Hot, carry, lock, go. And you're going to win. Be up.